I need to hydrate my vocal cords. So you don't sound like a Wookiee? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how Wookiee sounds. It's like, no. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. Poor Caitlin has lost her voice this week, and we're not really sure where it went. Something's happening <laughs> with my voice. We're not sure. I could have nodules. I like that you've just self-diagnosed nodules. That's where you went. You, I just... <laughs> not I, laryngitis, not nothing. No, you're like, I have nodules. It's It feels more serious. My voice is here sometimes and sometimes it isn't here today gone tomorrow here today <laughs> gone tomorrow she sounds a little bit like a wookie sometimes and also a little bit like whenever someone's possessed and like two voices come yes, out yes there is a little bit of a duality yeah action that, that one's sometimes. a little creepy that's why i don't think it's nodules you were really probably like ringing you were really scared the other morning i know because two different voices were coming out <laughs> <laughs> which like now i'm thinking every person that was ever like labeled uh like oh they're possessed they probably just had nodules they just had they just lost their voice for a <laughs> second <just> <laughs> the catholic church is like, like indescribable <laughs> the catholic church is like drowning them in holy water because they have fucking laryngitis <laughs> oh, oh lord, lord. Uh, all right <laughs> well, and that's on being each other yeah <laughs> all right so tonight we saw a movie that has nothing to do with possession not a single thing, not a single thing. um so we saw steven spielberg's the fablemans yes which is loosely based on his life and his family sure so it's not a biopic like the main character doesn't even like share his name mm -hmm. or anything like that but i haven't looked into it much but i do know that the family is based on his family it's based on his experience of growing up and falling in love with making movies and how the events around his family and the people in his family shaped him. So I'll go ahead and read the Google synopsis. Okay. Young Sammy Fableman, who's supposed to be Stephen, right. basically, falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see The Greatest Show on Earth. Armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. Obviously, this is directed by Steven Spielberg, right. also co-written, and it stars... Michelle Williams and Paul Dano as Sammy's parents. What a parental casting duo. Right? Yeah. They brought out the, the big, big guns. He was like, oh, guns. I'm going to have you play my parents. And they're like, all right. <laughs> yes, sir, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. So as always, coming out of the theater, what are your thoughts and feelings? So my thoughts and feelings are that I adore this movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the year mm -hmm. and i also adore gabriel labelle who, who plays teenage sammy who plays teenage sammy yeah he was slash great. adult like young adult sammy mm -hmm. but that's my initial thoughts and feelings just adored absolutely adored absolutely adored yes this is my most controversial take oh no of 2022 like it and here's the thing is that in a recent E.T. episode, I announced Steven Spielberg as my favorite director. Mm -hmm. And I still feel that. I still, I truly, I enjoy so much of his work. 
and so much of it has shaped my love for movies and there are some specific moments that I think any kid that grew up wanting to be a filmmaker which obviously that was me mm-hmm. can relate to which is the using the family's home video camera mm-hmm. to like make your own projects mm-hmm. which like my brothers and I did that. We made Star Wars movies. We made music videos. We made little projects with my friends where we would act out literature. Mm. That was our project for that book that we read. And so there were so many moments throughout the movie that I really connected with. And I, I think any person who grew up like that would. And I'm sure most people who work in the film industry or television industry or just video production industry would understand it and connect to it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I hated, oh Mich- like hated Michelle Williams's character. Really? And Paul Dano was probably giving the most dry, boring performance of his life. Yeah. And having the movie center around Sammy and his relationship with his parents and like the duality of like having like a hyper smart scientific dad Mm -hmm. who's all about like achievement and building on your career and then also having this kind of like artsy mother that Mm -hmm. you know throw caution to the wind and do what you feel and that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and so like I understood what they were going for but unfortunately Those two performances I thought were terrible Mm -hmm. and I have no idea why those two actors gave those performances unless they were like directed to do so. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm questioning like, what were you doing, Stephen? Oh, no. I know. And I can't question him. I can't. I can't question. I mean, no. Clearly, (laughs) I have not made millions of dollars directing movies. Right. But at the same time, I also am a firm believer that just because somebody is your favorite director or just because they are considered to be one of the greatest directors of all time Mm -hmm. or like a genius. Kind of like what I said with Jordan Peele, where I was like, I'm going to always give as much as an honest review as I can, Mm -hmm. even if I love them as a director. And unfortunately, I would say 80% of this movie did absolutely nothing for me. Really? Yeah. And I'm really sorry that we're... (laughs) But here's the thing is that I think people are probably going to get different experiences watching Mm -hmm. this. And Mm -hmm. obviously we both did. And I'm definitely more interested to know like what you love about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My parade's already a little bit (laughs) (laughs) rainy. The balloon (laughs) has been popped. Yeah. But here's the thing. Again, like if you love it, tell me what you like about it. Like... Right. Tell me what you absolutely okay. adore. That was your that was your phrase. That was my phrase. And I think part of it was I loved this movie before I even watched it. Mm-hmm. I decided that I already liked this movie. <laughs> Which and I thought I did too, funny enough. Yeah. So like the trailer Beautiful. evoked so many feelings for me. Just yeah. the trailer alone that I was just kind of already sold. Mm. It was weird. Like as soon as it started, yeah. like I teared up. It literally like started playing Uh and the music and the lighting and everything and how it was shot. And I was just like, Caitlin's crying already. (laughs) I could just feel that sort of Spielberg charm Mm -hmm. because it starts out with young Sammy, like Mm -hmm. when he's a little boy and his parents are about to take him to see a movie and he's never seen a movie before. And so they're kind of setting it up and he's outside there, outside the theater. Which by the way, young Sammy is one of the cutest little boys. So cute. 
so cute so <laughs> precious and earnest and just adorable yeah and a, a very good little actor uh-huh. also like, his little big blue eyes yeah He's like so he was cute. just precious yeah and in that moment i felt like i was seeing steven spielberg's childhood mm-hmm. and like i know that's kind of the point of the movie and like we yes we understand it's like a loose biopic right but in that moment as soon as it started i don't know what it was but it was just like i felt excited about movies mm-hmm. and i know that that's what he was trying to evoke and that's what mm-hmm. he was trying to kind of put out there for us is like this is where it all started for me. Right. And I think it was just in that moment that the excitement started for me mm-hmm. to be like, okay, where is this going to go? Yeah. And I kind of put that together with the whole rest of the movie. And for me, I just think that Steven Spielberg is a genius Yeah, in his ability to like what we've talked about before in ET, his ability to utilize music mm-hmm. and lighting and framing and mm-hmm. cinematography to just paint such a beautiful picture. Like that is what I loved about this movie. Yeah. And I, and like literally I thought it was beautiful. If it makes you feel any better, I will say two things is that the first thing was my favorite parts of the movie were actually the first couple of scenes with Mm -hmm. young Sammy. Mm -hmm. I thought young Sammy was so cute, so adorable. Also, like you said, gave a really great performance. And I thought I was able to buy like Michelle Williams's character a little bit more Mm -hmm. in the beginning. It was like she started a little bit more tame. Yeah. And like as the movie went, her performance got like bigger and bigger, Mm. almost like a bad caricature. Yeah. And those initial scenes, I was able to buy Paul Dano as like the very calm and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, diplomatic father. And I was able to buy her as like the, oh, yay, like movies, art, beautiful thing. And yeah. in the spoiler section, I'll tell you the point that turned for me with okay. Michelle Williams. And I will also agree with you that it was gorgeous. I think every drop of light in that mm. movie was placed with precision and expertise and i know that like (laughs) anyone that went to college with me our book that we learned lighting from was written by our professor and it was called placing shadows and the whole time i was like watching (laughs) it i was like "Ooh, placing shadows but for this one it was more of like placing light like Mm -hmm. there were so many beautiful light sources that were not just a constant stream of like sun glare it was very very intentional very intentional and and i will agree with you a hundred percent that that it was gorgeous i'll say one other thing because i've kind of already said it but i want to talk about it again Uh the other reason that i loved this movie so much is literally because of gabriel labelle Mm -hmm. i thought he his performance was the best out of anyone this whole entire movie yeah i would agree like really no compare like he acted better than michelle williams and paul dano combined in my opinion yeah which i know is a very bold statement but I'll stand by it until I'm dead because (laughs) I like he is so wonderful and like he Mm -hmm. just how they dressed him how they styled him he was just this little precious tiny man (laughs) that like I want to be protected at all costs like I just want to carry him with me I want to actually like you know the little like sling that you got for Franklin our cat Mm -hmm. for you just want to carry yeah like I want him in a pouch (laughs) and like I don't want anything bad to happen so I'm going to agree that 
again, I'm agreeing with you, is that I actually did really enjoy his performance. I thought he was both bashful and charismatic, which Mm -hmm. I'm not sure like how that lines up, but he did it successfully. Mm -hmm. And I think my issue was that he felt like a very real person. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, every other character that he encounters felt like a half-assed, half-developed, just throw it in there and, like, give him a huge personality. So, like, the uncle that comes to visit was just this, like, bumbling madman that was, like, (laughs) screaming at him and pinching his cheeks. And Mm -hmm. then Michelle Williams was also kind of a bumbling mad woman. Mm -hmm. And then Paul Dano was just a bumbling, like, scientist scientist guy. guy. Seth Rogen was just a bumbling little guy that was just hanging out with the family. So let me stop you there. Uh Because what if that was on purpose? It could have been, but I didn't like it. I know you don't like it. (laughs) But just just how you're describing it and me thinking about the movie, I think that was on purpose. Like, I think it was like, it's about him. Like, he's the main character. Right. And it's about his journey and how he discovers film and his process of learning about how to shoot movies and make movies. Right. And all of the other people in his life, while they do play an important role in that journey, I think it was almost like, in my interpretation of it, is almost like you said earlier, like they were kind of caricatures. Mm -hmm. But I think that was on purpose. Like, I think he was sort of, I don't want to say poking fun, but I just maybe it was just like oh well here's these people and this like all this craziness around me and I'm just gonna be discovering films right well I think my my issue there would be that a lot of the movie had nothing to do with film Mm -hmm. and it was particularly surrounding his parents relationship Mm -hmm. and his relationship with them individually Mm -hmm. so there was this kind of like triad of you know figuring things out Mm -hmm. as a family and I didn't really think that like that storyline didn't like play into the the larger picture which was like him falling in love with film Mm -hmm. and I think the scenes where he was either pursuing film or shooting movies those scenes I really truly did love Mm -hmm. it was just anything with those weird I mean even there is a scene with John Ford in it, who's like the famous director, and he was a caricature. Like ev- mm. every single person was. And I think for me, even if that was intentional, I would have much preferred if it was less of those caricatures and more real, genuine moments of Sammy with his parents individually together with his family. All of those scenes I felt had so much potential and Mm -hmm. they were just bloated with sometimes nauseating overacting for Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. And also I hate to use this word, but really corny writing. Like there are some scenes Mm. where it's like the love of art and the blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just, I feel like Spielberg has been so successful over the course of his career of telling stories without having to bloat it mm, with mm-hmm. that like force fed like the love of movies and art and kid if you're gonna be in the movies you're gonna have to you yeah. know like that yeah. kind of thing 
I'm rambling now, but that's just how I felt. And we will just agree to disagree because for some reason it really just didn't bother me. Like Mm -hmm. I just understood it and I just accepted that's how it was going to be. Although I will agree with you about Michelle Williams Mm. because she really thought she was going to get an Oscar. Because I do agree with you (laughs) at the beginning when he's little, when Sammy's little, it is more believable. The whole uh-huh. family unit is more believable. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams as her character is believable. Pontano as his character is believable. And she kind of unraveled like as the film went on. And it was a little insufferable. Yep. And I kind of just sort of like tuned her out a little bit because <laughs> like dialed she her started off. like talking differently. Yep. And I was like, okay, like that's really annoying to me. But I just kind of like blocked it out. I blocked it out because I was trying to enjoy it because I was I was already enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then when I noticed like she was talking like that and like acting like that, I was kind of like, mm, I don't like I'll that. Pass. But yeah. it's just like, <laughs> I'll just keep watching because I love everything else about this movie so it was just kind of like i sort of just stopped paying attention to her to be honest i'm gonna say two things before we go into the spoiler section number one is i think we agree with a lot more than i than yeah than we initially thought considering i I didn't like it and considering you love it right i think i a thousand percent agree with you on the things that you love about it Mm -hmm. however i wasn't able to tune those things out and you were Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where the difference lies. Yeah. And so if you are going in with a less critical and more open <laughs> mind and you are just willing to tune out some <laughs> pretty insufferable things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it really is a good heartwarming mm-hmm. story. And it just unfortunately fell apart in some parts sure. for me. I will also say it's very interesting watching that opening scene. And seeing young Sammy, a.k.a. Steven, Mm -hmm. seeing the greatest show on earth as his first movie. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I was sitting there thinking my first movie was Muppets Christmas Carol. (laughs) (laughs) What was your first movie? I'm pretty sure my first movie was either Snow White or Lion King. Those are both good. Yeah. I think it was Lion King, though. I'm pretty sure. Muppets, don't get me wrong. Muppet, Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie of all time. But the fact that that was my first movie and, like, here this character is having this, like, moment on the, yeah. on the screen and watching it all and the, the a train crashing and people gasping in the audience. And I was just like, Marley and Marley. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It just... That makes so much sense to me. Like, I feel like that all tracks. It does track. Yeah. I do want to run a poll on our Instagram and ask what everybody's first movie was. I think that would be really fun. That would be very fun. I'm very excited to know. I think that's a question that people need to ask more often. What was your first movie? I agree. So before we get into our spoiler section of the podcast, Mm -hmm. popcorn rating, go. Clearly it's a large yeah, for me. It's a large I for you. Made that pretty clear before we even started. Coming out of the theater, I would have immediately been like small. <laughs> like I was a little upset. Yeah. But talking it through with you and kind of trying to wipe away the chip on my shoulder of like being disappointed in those parts. Mm-hmm. I can't give this movie a small just based on those good things that we did sure. talk about. So I'll give it a medium. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
How gracious of you. <laughs> Steven and I are so appreciative. Steven's going to give me a call in the morning. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a medium. <laughs> Steven, I'm sorry. He's sweating. He's so sad. That's it. I'm blowing my tried. shot. He tried. Steven Spielberg's never going to hire nope, me now. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined everything. <laughs> Welcome back to the spoiler section of the podcast. Can I now tell you where Michelle Williams lost it where for me? Where did she unravel? When she chased the tornado. Okay, yeah. What the fuck was that? That, okay, perhaps that was just, okay, here's, let me, let me back up. <laughs> so what they tried to do mm-hmm. was like somehow show that she was like, having like a mental breakdown i guess right for like the rest of the movie she was just constantly she in a state of having a mental breakdown having a mental breakdown because she's so in love with seth rogan she's so in love with seth rogan she's like ew we're questioning everything about right. you because like i don't quite understand what that the significance of that was mm-hmm. besides like i don't know that I honestly forgot about that part. And now that you say that, I felt like a lot of the scenes with her from the tornado moment on Mm -hmm. felt a little bit like insensitive towards people with mental illness. If that's if if that's what they were trying to do. You know what I want to say, though, is that I feel like it wasn't necessarily that it was like making fun of mental illness, but I feel like it was a really surface level portrayal of somebody with a mental illness Mm -hmm. because she wasn't ever diagnosed with anything Mm -mm. and if we were to guess maybe like a personality disorder probably but she would just have these random moments where it was like possibly schizophrenia Mm -hmm. possibly a personality disorder possibly depression possibly anxiety and there was never like a cohesive path of like what her actual like ailment was Mm -hmm. and the only reason that we were ever given for her mental health breaks was like one of them was because her mom died Mm -hmm. and then she like imagines that she's talking to her mom on the phone which was very unusual and then also the rest of the movie was just based around her not being able to handle being in love with her husband's best friend Mm -hmm. it all felt so out of pocket because the only reason that we're ever given for her behaving like that is because she likes her husband's best friend yeah like it didn't match what was happening no and also that was a massive plot point through the whole movie was mm-hmm. her being in love with Seth Rogen. And then later, Sammy discovers that they have feelings for each other when he films a camping trip mm-hmm. and he catches these little moments of them while he's editing, while he's editing, like looking at each other. And I'm telling you, like, this was the biggest plot point in the entire movie, mm-hmm. questionably even more so than his love of film Yeah, was him coming to terms with his mom being in love with a different guy than his dad Mm -hmm. and also Michelle Williams just losing her fucking mind (laughs) over Seth Rogen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like how that's my whole thing is like how am I supposed to like connect with this? I thought that it was like a love letter to film and like a love letter to filmmaking. And again, 20% of the movie was that and I loved those parts. Mm -hmm. But then 80% of it was just Michelle Williams pining over Seth Rogen and also like losing her mind, like dancing 
almost naked in front of her family. Yeah. And (laughs) click clacking on her piano with her little nails. Yeah, yeah. I was just so confused by everything surrounding her character. If I have an issue with this movie, it's Michelle Williams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. So one, her acting. Yeah. Two, her character taking up so much of the plot for what? For what? Like literally for what? They could have covered that in one quick little scene. Yes. And like we didn't have to have it be this whole right. thing. I will agree with you on that. I do think it kind of detracted from if the if the point of this movie is a kid discovering film and his love of film. Mm-hmm. That whole thing ate up a large portion of that plot and theme. And we just have to be honest here. This is a two and a half hour movie. And yeah. Didn't need to be. Didn't need to be. That could have cut out a whole 30 minutes. Honestly. Yeah. Even though there were some scenes where the characters, again, felt like caricatures a little bit, mm-hmm. I I really did enjoy Sammy moving to California and going to high school. I mm. thought that that was a really interesting part of him dealing with, like, anti-Semitism yeah. and finding his place at this high school and kind of relearning his love of film because in in phoenix he had like a group of friends that like made his movies with Mm -hmm. him and so Mm -hmm. he didn't have that whenever they moved to california that section Mm -hmm. was really good but then like (laughs) halfway through that plot michelle williams is like i'm in love with benny and i have to go back to phoenix and she gets a monkey and names it benny yes that's another okay so the tornado scene where she packs all of her children in a car to chase a tornado (laughs) that was weird but then also randomly she got a monkey and names it after her former not lover but like crush yeah whatever it is steven i would like to know and here's what i would like to know uh-huh. I would like to know how many of those plot points were like things that actually happened to him. I don't know. Or if he really just made all this shit up. But even if it was real, like we don't need to see that. No, we didn't need to see the monkey. And it like made her act crazier or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Michelle Williams with a monkey is like no one needed to see that. Here's my thing is that like <laughs> I know that Steven Spielberg wrote this. I know he directed it, but I'm I in my heart I'm like Michelle Williams, it's her fault. It's I blame her i'm blaming her and seth rogan yeah like i'm blaming them for having an affair i'm blaming her and seth rogan for all of this yes because i just don't have the heart to blame steven okay so the real issue is michelle williams we've yeah. we've cracked the case we've cracked the so code. reshoot this whole thing without her do it over write it differently a little bit just parts of it maybe cast a different father because I didn't think Paul Dano playing a father didn't work. Yeah and I'm sad about that because I love Paul Dano. He kind of like perpetually looks like a baby and so like (laughs) having him play a father was like. Well I do agree with you like he looks like he's two. He looks like a giant baby. Like I can picture him in a diaper like standing there like in a big (laughs) diaper. All of his scenes could have been done in a diaper. (laughs) Why is it so accurate, though? I hate it. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, he gives, like, this really, like, important, like, talk to Sammy, and then he pulls a pacifier out of his pocket and just sticks it in. Like, I can picture that. And also, like, the weird shit with Michelle Williams is so weird that if he just started wearing a diaper, I probably would have just been like, okay, <laughs> here he is. <laughs> Big baby Paul. <laughs> Not big baby Paul. <laughs> oh. 
I'll never look at Paul Dano the same way again. <laughs> I'll only ever picture him in a diaper. I know. And with a bib. Oh, a big old bib. In a onesie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Also, what about the person in the theater who, like, may be dying of tuberculosis? That was one of the worst coughs I've ever heard in my life. Like, we held each other and, like, just it stared. like she was throwing up and coughing at the same time, <laughs> but also, like, throwing up blood. I think we need to give her a ride to the hospital. Honestly, Not a ride home. <laughs> a ride to the Honestly, hospital. like, the entire theater that was in there with us, all of them probably need to go back to the hospital tonight. They were, <laughs> there we was... walk in and we're sitting there. I was like, oh, all the old people came out. And Abby said, everyone in here is retired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that does it for us. That's the Fablemans. That's the Fablemans. And I know this is probably going to get a Best Picture nomination, but I will say that coming up in the future, when the Oscar nominations do come out, I believe in January, Mm -hmm. we will definitely do a review of all of the Best Pictures. Um, Every single one. Every year we watch through all of them, and so we figure we'll just obviously do a podcast for each one of them. Definitely. But speaking of episodes, next week we're going to be taking a little breather, a little breaky break. So we will be back in two weeks with our next episode. We just want to say that we're so grateful for all of you, our listeners, whether you're friends, family, or we've never met you. We love all of you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All of the things. Every single thing. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy anything that you celebrate. If you're like a Satanist, but happy Satan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate, we love you. Yes. And we appreciate all the love that you have given us. Yes, we do. We'll catch you guys in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on the ride home.